Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, folks. Just popping in here to say, if you like this episode of the podcast, please give it a like rating. And if you haven't already done so, please consider subscribing. We can be found on YouTube, BitChute, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Links are all in the description wherever you're tuning in from. And now, on with the show. Destry McLean and the Savage One, Mister Stir. Woo! <laughs> I'm in the land of Kekistan. Has yeah. any have you heard of Have you heard of Kekistan? Uh, it's it's not next door to Kanakistan. I know that. No, it's a great country. Great country. A lot of people that look just like me live here. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And what's funny is, you know, free speech, free speech seems to be pretty prevalent here. No one censors me for my opinions in Kekistan. Yeah, go figure. Yeah, what do you think of that, eh? (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, I heard a rumor. Now, this is unconfirmed, but it's from a pretty reliable source. Wasn't me. Apparently, Stalin took the DMT. And it goes further than that. Mao took the DMT. And if I'm not mistaken, Hitler took the DMT. Where's my... Oh, damn, I don't have it on my phone. I should have given you a chance to line that up, eh? (laughs) I think I fucking erased that mix, too. Damn it. I was just listening to one of the uh, Skype voice messages you sent me last week, I think it was, and it was that song. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They're all screwed up because they're all taking the DMT. Yep. Shout out to Ben Pye and his infamous dance mix. And Alex Jones for coming up with it in the first place. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, how's but your week? Duncan Trussell takes the DMT, and he seems pretty, pretty okay. You know, I, I was almost about to say sane, but I'm sure Duncan wouldn't like me for accusing him of that. 
Nice. How's your week been? Oh, it's been another work week. Actually, it was a, th- a short work week because I had an extra day off there along with my holidays, so I only worked three days this week instead of four. So that was kind of nice. Only worked Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. But then cool. this coming week, I'm back on Sunday. Yeah, well, here it's been kind of interesting. Uh, you know, the work crews are still giving her shit in my neighborhood. The, the pipes have been replaced. I'm back on the city water line again. And, uh, oh, you know, this... Oh, boy, the pipes, the pipes have been replaced. <laughs> yeah, no more lead water. I'm, I'm no longer as bad off as Flint, Michigan. No but, more lead. Uh, it's cleaner, safe to drink. <laughs> I've probably already got cancer cells from the last couple of years of drinking lead water developing. Yeah. I know the kidney stones are probably the part of one of the symptoms, but uh, yeah. we'll see what the lawyers have to say about that when it comes to suing the city. Yeah. But uh, in the meantime, today they were uh, replacing all the sidewalks. Uh, so I was chatting up the fellas and, what a what a group of red pill based human beings! Not a single mask. Not worried about the social distancing. <laughs> Just a bunch of real dudes doing manual labor, talking shit. Not a care in the world. None of this fucking libtard leftist crap about a a pandemic. Oh, it was great. <laughs> And great. nobody talking to you about the day you flipped out on the guy for yelling on his phone? Yeah, well, that was a city guy, eh? These were oh, contractors. Okay, these are the contractors. I gotcha. Yeah, so a little more down to earth. Yeah. But but speaking of COVID, just let's get this out of the way so we can <laughs> enjoy the rest of the episode. Get your numbers Here. out of the way because, you know, the second wave is coming apparently. Oh, yeah, even that fucking fake fucking concert. Game of Thrones here. Winter is coming. Yeah, even that fake uh, conservative premiere of ours, Doug Ford, hinting that there'll be another lockdown. Yeah. It's like we, we you know, this piece of shit got voted in because of fiscal conservatism and getting Trudeau out of office at some point. Yeah. Not, not, uh, not to fucking be a sellout and and a and a closet libtard. Turn turns out he's in with the globalists, I guess, and he's gonna he's gonna shut us down. You know, at least the Toronto, Greater Toronto area, yeah. very very shortly. So yeah, it just goes to show. Uh, you know, never mind being red pilled. You may as well be black pilled. <laughs> Every political party's a fucking scam. Yeah. You know, they don't even represent what their true, what their values are supposed to be. So fuck them all. That's what I say. But anyway, I was, I was, uh, yeah, updated COVID stats for all the sheep. So hey, all you sheeple out there, all you frady cats, uh, here's the updated COVID. These aren't my numbers. These are from the WHO. So YouTube. All you fucking cunts at YouTube, if you want to take down our video or censor us for me stating the numbers that are on the WHO uh, site, well, that just shows how communist you are. But 
in the meantime, I'm going to state them. So here's uh, the world totals. 30 million cases worldwide. 954,000 deaths. But once again, if you divide the number of deaths by the number of cases and, you know, take into account how many millions more are walking around with this fucking deadly disease, you do the math, 0.03. So in other words, your chance of survival is at minimum 99.7. Nope, 99.97. You keep forgetting that zero there. Yeah, thanks, pal. <laughs> 99.97. So, yeah. And Canada, for all you uh, Canuckistanis, all you communist uh, Canadian fags, <laughs> uh, 141,606 cases, 9,201 deaths. Well, wouldn't you know Canada not doing as well, eh? Still yeah. 99.94 survival rate because it's only a 0 0.06 death rate. So, and, uh, you know, the average age of people dying is like 80. And then anyone younger than that that's kicking off has pre-existing uh, conditions. Yeah. And now they're saying that 6% of the total deaths are only from COVID alone. So that tells you that the majority were unhealthy or elderly to begin with. Exactly. So now that we've got that out of the way, do what you will, YouTube. Me and Destry don't give a flying fuck anymore. No. You're, you're a bunch of fucking commie scum, and that's how it is. So. And if I won the lottery, we'd still be shooting this fucking thing. We'd just have a nicer studio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we uh, enjoy doing it. I don't know if you... Uh, you know, you and I have spoken before about our good buddy Joe Rogan. Uh, we just love Joe and the Joe Rogan experience. He's been a part of our lives for a number of years, watching watching his episodes and uh, many great guests and not, not a big so fan great of guests. The new studio, though. No, the new studio sucks. He he's trying to be like, uh, oh look, I'm in a spaceship. Ah, yeah. Should have kept it the way it was, but, well, you know, he had to show off the new uh, contract, you know, spend some of that. And now, now it's, the the rumor is it's not $100 million, but $150 million. Oh, I heard 110 Yeah, so it's anywhere between $100 and $150 million. The, I was just, just yesterday, I was, I was online, and I forget what podcast I was watching, but they said $150 million. Either way, this guy's got more money than Jesus, so, uh, yeah, he, I, at this point, he doesn't give a shit what anybody yeah. thinks about about anything. But uh, if, Mind if you, I was, no, it's not really much of a comparison, because Jesus was flat-ass broke. Yeah, yeah, not a comparison. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, but if I was him, I would start caring about what, certain people think because uh censorship can happen to anyone and uh yeah i don't know if you heard about uh he had a uh, tim kennedy on as a guest 
and uh, on a recent podcast, Tim Kennedy, ex-Army Ranger, ex-professional fighter, buddy of Joe's, and uh, they got on the, Tim, Tim Kennedy suggested that, uh, you know, how about cutting out the mainstream media and have Joe be the moderator of a debate between Biden and Trump, yeah. just the two of them, and in, in his studio, four hours, Joe as the middle guy, the moderator. So they put it out there on Instagram and Twitter. A lot of people loved it. But apparently the mainstream media, who likes to control these things, were not happy about this suggestion. So Funny, uh, though, because Trump is. I know. He Trump said, actually retweeted it and said he would, he would do it. So Yeah. <laughs> But leave it to, you know, of course, the mainstream media, they want to control this, and they want to control the narrative. They want to be able to do it. So they sent their lackeys <coughs> to talk shit about Joe. And among those lackeys, uh, there's this daytime talk show with a bunch of old shriveled up bitches called The View. Bunch of has-been oh, broads. <laughs> yeah, The View. Bunch of has-been broads. Whitney... Uh, Whoopi Goldberg, Joy Behar, all these fucking old, old hags. They just sit. Matter of fact, out of all of them, Whoopi's the only one that I know. Like the other three, I'm like, who the hell is that? I don't, I don't know what the hell they're famous for. Yeah, well, uh, Joy Behar's a a hack comic who never really made it. I don't know what these other bitches did, but they're all no talent and no brains. So. I guess ABC put them up to talking shit about Joe. And I'm just looking at, at the quotes here. Uh, Sonny Haston, one of the one of the chicks on the panel, called Rogan misogynistic, racist, homophobic, and not fit to host. Hmm, sour grapes, mainstream media? Yeah, like uh, show some examples of this misogyny and uh, homophobia and, you know, because I've never seen any of those in Joe. You know, complete and utter bullshit. Yeah. You know, and uh, I think the main reason for this whole, you know, when uh, when Trump retweeted the... Joe's proposition and and agreed to it that ruffled the feathers of the mainstream media who think that he's like some sort of Nazi alt-right guy yeah but this is a guy who endorsed fucking uh Bernie Sanders Tulsi Gabbard first and then later was a Bernie bro yeah Tulsi was out of the race and uh you know he's (laughs) He, he he says himself that he's a liberal and a left lefty. Yeah. You know, to me, I think he's kind of confused, though. I think he's just, like, libertarian because, you know, he believes in the Second Amendment. He believes in hunting. Yeah. But at the same time, he doesn't give a shit about gay marriage, weed, all these other social issues. So I think he's more in the libertarian mindset, but we'll let him, we'll let him define himself. But don't you think it's fucking stupid that these know nothing cunts that this is that this is like you know our mother and grandmother's generation you know these talk shows are what they watch in the mornings yeah. and this is 
they don't know anything about the internet and this is the narrative getting spun to them is oh this evil joe rogan this nazi i can't believe having never watched a single episode of his podcast yeah what a fucking crock of shit if you ask me yep fucking stupid stupid Hey, I got pages of shit to rant about today. Let me tell you. This might be. A, I'll try. I'll try to keep it from being a record long podcast. So, uh, remember, remember a week or two ago, we we were talking about this uh, rebel news reporter Avi Yemeni. He uh, he, he was uh, arrested in Australia. All he was doing was attending this as a member of the media was attending this anti-lockdown protest. Yeah. He had uh, gotten the proper permit and paperwork to attend it as media, and the video went viral of him being taken down roughly, you know, face first, arms cranked behind his back, yeah. arrest, arrested. <clears throat> he, was, he was later released, and then that night at his home in the wee hours, these cocksucker... Uh, Australian police, the Gestapo. I guess Australia has become a fascist state. They oh, sent yeah. the they sent the fucking uh, Gestapo to intimidate him in the wee hours of the morning. But unfortunately for them, he had everything recorded. He had both audio recordings and a security camera video showing that it was in the wee hours, uh, you know, late night after midnight, that these fucks come to his door to intimidate him. And uh, so now he is suing the Australian government and the Australian police for roughing him up, harassment and intimidation. And uh, like to get your thoughts on uh, on this whole like it's not just an Australian situation, but we're seeing worldwide this fascism. What, oh, yeah. uh, what you... It's it's ridiculous. I mean. I totally agree with him on his side of it, and I hope he wins the lawsuit. And, you know, we're seeing it here in Canada with David Menzies being arrested and, uh, you know, released very shortly thereafter because obviously they knew they didn't have anything on him. That was just their tactic to get him away from the arena that he was reporting in front of. You know, and it's just getting crazy, you know, when, when a country like Canada is having that happen. And even Australia, Australia has gone almost full-blown communist in their recent lockdown. It's just insane. Yeah, with this, and they have way fewer cases than Canada, even. Yeah. And in one, apparently, it, it's mostly... People aren't in, allowed to leave their houses unless they have a really good reason for it. And if you don't, you can be fined and you can even be arrested. There's videos on Twitter that I've seen of, like... Uh, women who had their face mask on and just simply wanted to get out for a walk being tackled and choked by police. Yeah. You know, uh, there was a video that came out on Alex Jones uh, showing a pregnant woman being arrested in her home because she made a Facebook post basically trying to organize a, a political protest rally about these lockdowns. And basically, it's like thought crime kind of yeah, charge. Yeah, pretty much. You know, and the video shows them barging into her home, arresting her. Hey, you know, she had a, an ultrasound or what? You know, some some uh, 
appointment with her doctor because she's pregnant. Right. The husband's holding their other child and filming with his with his phone with his free hand, and it's it just ridiculous. Like all she was doing was, you know, you're perfectly within your right to gather, you know, and, and have a political rally. Yep. You know, free, you know, in a free democracy, if Australia is supposed to be a democracy, a free Western nation, yep. you should be allowed to fucking gather and and say your 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 opinion. Peaceful but protest. A, yeah, and so that's, and apparently it's really bad. Uh, the, I believe it's uh, not, the not peaceful protests like the ones that are setting buildings on fire. Actual peaceful protests. Yeah, like. <laughs> Like people, you know, just with microphones and signs Chanting and marching. Yeah, not not uh, looting, setting buildings on fire. Yeah, like a like a certain group but of it's communists. Mostly peaceful. Yeah, like a certain group of communist influenced people down south of the border of Canada. Yeah, you know, Kenosha, Wisconsin, Portland, yep. California, Washington, like. No, the, the Australia—they've gone full uh, minority report, like full, yeah. you know, like thought crime now. Like, yep. Jesus Christ, what's this world coming to? Speaking and, of Portland, Oregon finally sent in the state troopers in did full they? riot gear. Nice a few videos of it, and oh. basically what they're doing is they're they're announcing. You know that you're not allowed to be on the streets right now. They, I think they've enacted martial law. I'm not sure about that. They've enacted a curfew, I believe. And you know they're basically saying you're not allowed to be on the streets right now. If you do not disperse, we will be firing tear gas. Anybody left will be arrested, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And they're actually doing it. You know, there's videos of them doing it. Fucking protesters running up to the police like they're about to do something, and the police just shoving them down. And <laughs> yep. Amen, brother. Amen. Yep. I hope that's coming up on the screen. It is. Thank you, sir. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. I. I, I just. Uh, it's. It's funny how, you know, the new world order. Uh, you know, these builder burgers, these globalists, whatever uh, label you want to give them, but the, those that rule over us, yeah. they, they really don't understand that the power they hold over us is quite thin and tenuous mm. and all depends on our compliance. Yeah. And when it push comes... It all depends comes, on how willing we are to be sheep. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, it's going to come to a to a head at some point because, uh, like, even now you're hearing about people uh, with the masks. Like, there's a lot of people, like a lot of these, especially a lot of these dumb liberal broads that wear these masks twenty four seven. And now, now they're getting mouth issues. They're getting acne and, around their mouths. Yeah, you because know, they're so fucking stupid. They wear these things. I just saw a dumb broad when I was talking to the construction workers out in front of my place and none of us had masks and she walked by us and just shook her head and she had the mask on and it's like she's more than 50 feet away from us walking down the sidewalk yeah out, outdoors in the fresh air yeah and, and, and these she's guys are, shaking her head at you it should be the other well, way around 
and we're just laughing at her. We're like, look at this dizzy broad. Yeah. What a fucking dummy. So, yeah, great. On another topic here. Uh, hey, a uh, quick interruption here. Oh, uh, I found out yesterday that apparently there is another uh, podcaster in town doing a local Thunder Bay podcast. I don't know what the name of it is, but apparently Shelby Chung was a guest on the podcast and had some not-so-nice things to say about a certain uh, DJ, radio DJ that you and I are both acquainted with. And I know you're not too uh, fond of him, but what she was saying certainly wasn't true. She was talking about him always being negative and making fun of city council all the time. And I'm like, the hell are you talking about? The only time he's negative and makes fun of city council is when the idiots are spending money that they shouldn't be spending. You know, John, yeah. John, for all his flaws, is fiscally conservative. And that's what he bitches about. You know, because our city council isn't being fiscally conservative. I felt like telling John, and I want to say this on our podcast, Shelby Chung is to Thunder Bay what AOC is to the U.S. Oh, she's a <laughs> complete leftist bimbo. Yeah. Like, you know, like another one of these fucking, uh, you know, failures of the university system. Yeah. Uh, in, in case he sees it. From me, anyway, shout out to John Ongaro at 99.9 The Bay. <laughs> well, you know, on a personal on a personal note, the, you know, I, I never yeah, I cared much had for your issues with him in the past, so you're not going to yeah. give him a shout out. <laughs> I'm not going to shout out, but the fact that, uh, you know, what's how's that old saying go? The enemy of my enemy is my friend. <laughs> so if... So if he's her enemy, I guess that'll make him my friend in a way, eh? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, fuck that fucking communist piece of shit. You know, fuck her. Fucking. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the, for most of you viewers that aren't from our location. get a kick out of that anyway. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Now, this chick's a, a city councillor and a complete bimbo and... Yeah, she makes AOC seem bright, so yeah. there you go. I was just about to say, uh, uh, on Fox News, there was this show, I guess it's a regular show called The Five, where yeah, they, have these, of it. they have these five hosts. It's usually four, four broads and one dude, and, uh, you know, they discuss the ish current issues of the day. But they had as a guest uh, uh, Newt Gingrich, one of the old neocons blast from the past. Yeah. But uh, old Newt hit a nerve with the with the new Fox, as as you may uh, have heard. Fox has been going more and more towards, uh, if not the left, certainly the center. They've been uh, bought out. And uh, they have new sponsors, and so they're becoming oh, more... Oh, yeah, because they've been bought by Disney. So the only real conservative left is probably Tucker Carlson, and everyone else is either towing the line or is getting getting the heave-ho. But uh, yeah. So now they have to spin the, the milk toast narrative. And I guess old Newt didn't get the script, so he <laughs> appeared on the show, and being... Being the old neocon that he is, uh, he uh, he was quite outspoken, and they weren't uh, weren't ready to hear what he uh, had to say. As uh, 
Apparently, the panel had a meltdown when Newt Gingrich called out the illustrious or infamous George Soros and other evil instigators from a certain Middle Eastern country whose people wear small hats and uh, have been, uh, you know, accused of being responsible for funding uh, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, and other terror groups that are they're destroying. Not based in Kekistan, are they? No, they're not based in Kekistan. <laughs> so I guess he was calling out these people from that country of origin, where the people wear small hats, saying that they are funding uh, these groups that are destroying the USA. His interview would be cut short after his comments, and the panel of five basically uh, disavowed his comments. Your thoughts on the sudden red pilling of Newt Gingrich? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't really uh, know too much about that, uh, other than what you've just told me. But it sounds like it would have been fun to watch. <laughs> oh, they're on to us! They're on to us! <laughs> Jeez, he almost sounded like Alex for a minute there when he does his. Uh, Cobra Commander impression. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was interesting. Uh, you know, more and more, there's a lot of people being red pilled and uh, disavowing this certain nation that uh, you know has been funding uh, a lot of things that uh, are not for our better. Uh, yeah. You know, not for the betterment and improvement of our country, but rather the detriment of it. So, yeah, you know, I've never considered myself a Newt Gingrich fan, but yeah. uh, good good on him for uh, red-pilling uh, the Fox News show panel. And uh, my thoughts are, uh, you know, uh, best of luck to you, Newt. I know there's a place in hell reserved for you, but... Uh, <laughs> Perhaps they'll cut you, you know, perhaps St. Pete will cut you some slack yeah. after this uh, performance on Fox News. Uh, somewhat related to that, uh, I guess you heard President Trump nominated for Nobel Peace Prize? Yeah. For getting this uh, peace deal between Saudi Arabia, United Arab Emirates, and Israel, uh, getting them to sign this Middle Eastern peace deal. And everyone's like, whoa, imagine peace in the Middle East. But uh, it seems kind of funny how the nations involved, you know, all have vested interests in doing business with the United States. Yeah. Whereas all the poor, uh, less, off, less better off countries in the Middle East seem to be on the outs. And those countries would be Iran and Turkey. Yeah, uh, amongst others, and it leads me to wonder if perhaps uh, there's some sort of evil, uh, you know, evil alliance being made here, where you know, you know, Saudi Arabia, there, you know, oil—that's the big thing. A lot of countries would like to, you know, have their oil, including the United States and Israel, amongst others. And then you have, you know, the U.S. not only being dependent on Saudi Arabian oil, but they've sold a lot of weapons and arms to Saudi Arabia yep. to basically be the new police of the Middle East. 
And then you have that country in the Middle East that the people with the small hats uh, live in. Yeah. And many of whom are involved in, uh, you know, uh, the banking industry and other prominent industries. Affiliated. Yeah, affiliated with the industry. You know, so there's this there's this unholy uh, alliance between these nations where it's in their best interest to be all buddy buddy and not to be feuding. But where does this leave these less fortunate Middle Eastern countries, particularly ones that uh, I believe still don't have a Rothschild-owned bank? Yeah. You know, don't have a central bank. Perhaps. Uh, you know, are a different faction of the Islam religion. You know, there's those mu- a lot of Muslims fighting amongst themselves. I know countries like Turkey and Iran don't care too much for Saudi Arabia because they don't think that their type of Islam is the right kind. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I found that all interesting. But, uh, you know, US, USA Today was kind of touting I found it weird that they were touting this Middle Eastern peace deal because usually they're pro-Democrat but uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people that work at USA Today that are from a certain country where people wear small hats in the Middle East yeah so uh, I don't know what do you think of Trump uh, long story short what do you think of Trump being nominated for Nobel Peace Prize uh, it almost seems kind of uh, backwards to give it to him. It almost seems kind of hypocritical, but really, he's you know that's mostly because of his image, whereas his actions often differ from his image, and these are good actions. Um, whether or not it actually lasts and whether or not there's an ulterior motive behind it is another question. But if it's all genuine and it works, good for him. Yeah, that's, you know, that's the thing of it. Uh, you know, we could criticize on the one hand that there may be more nefarious or alternative motives to this peace deal considering the nations involved. But if it does bring about you know, uh, peace, or at least uh, some variation of it in, in that region. You know, you can't, you can't exactly knock it, eh? Yeah, exactly. Now, mind you, there will be those who will remind us that Obama brought peace to that region. Obama brokered a peace deal in that area, too. So... <laughs> okay, well, it seems that, you know, the different, if there's a difference between... Obama and Trump, it's that Trump is real buddy-buddy with Israel, and Obama was real buddy-buddy with Iran, and that yeah. seems to be that seems to be the big uh, the big sticking point uh, between the you know the Democrats and Republicans is how they go about things in the Middle East. Yeah, and I think Obama's peace deal was between Iran and Iraq, wasn't it? Well, I remember he gave the gave what was that Iran a hundred and fifty billion? Yeah. Something like that, yeah. That's a lot of fucking money. Whereas Trump's peace deal is between Israel and Saudi Arabia and who else you said? 
United Arab Emirates. Oh, well, yeah, Saudi Arabia. It's part yeah. of that. Yeah, the neighboring neighboring country. Well, basically the basically the rich Arabs and the Jews of Israel he made a deal with. Yeah. And he excluded all the bombed out poor Muslim nations of the Middle East. So <laughs> that leads one to wonder, uh, you know, could he be helping these countries with their uh, expansionist uh, plans, eh? Yeah, but at the same time, if somebody were to criticize him for leaving out some of those other countries, one could say, well, Obama already took care of Iran and Iraq, so Trump didn't need to. You yeah, know what I mean? But, yeah, but he, but we also know he's been doing a lot of saber-rattling yeah. with Iran, so I think I think him and Obama were just on different wavelengths when it oh, definitely. comes to, <laughs> you know, when it comes to the Middle East, because I think Obama really <coughs> was not a fan of Israel, whereas Trump is, and then conversely, Trump can't stand Iran, and Obama, you know, made deals with Iran, so it's kind of interesting to see, like, and and both, you know, Obama. He was nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize for for his accomplishments, and now yeah. Trump, and yet they are on total different. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. Mind you, the the whole thing with uh, Iran too. I I understood why Obama was supporting Iran because Iran was being accused of trying to develop nuclear facilities so that they could develop nuclear weapons, and that was bullshit. It was proven time and time again that that Iran did not have weapons-grade uranium except that little bit that the U.S. gave them. You know, and that was for testing purposes only, and that's all they ever used it for. Iran's nuclear ambitions are basically to provide clean, free power to their people. You know, and that, so I understood why Obama sided with Iran on that, and, and I agreed with that at the time. Now... And I, I don't really know what the situation is in Iran, if they're starting to develop weapons-grade capabilities or not. I don't think so, though. No, and... Iran used to be... I mean, back in the 70s, I'm sure you've seen the pictures online of what Iran used to look like back in the 70s, you know, and even in the 60s, before all the wars started over there. Because yeah. the I war think... in Iran, between Iran and Iraq, didn't break out until 76. And before that, Iran was a, a hot spot. It was a, it was a happening place. You but know, also... Women, women dressed like they did here on the beaches. Women what? drove, you know, like, it was great. Iran was to... a nice place back then. Well, and then when they overthrew the government and uh, the radicals took over, then it became more highly... Uh, you know, exactly. religious, the religious doctrine and covering up with the burkas and yep. yeah, you know, and it was a complete uh, you know turnover of how life used to be in that region. If you looked at pictures of Iran from back in say seventy five before the wars started, and you weren't told where they were, you would think it was an American neighborhood. You know, they, they had nice cars. They, like I say, the women dressed like our women dress, you know. They had beaches and that. And, well, it's a landlocked country, but, you know, I think they've got their own lakes and shit like that. But, yeah. you know, it, it was very similar to the U.S. in appearance, you know. 
Uh, and I think that in the coming years, we're going to see, like, if Iran and Turkey continue to to flex, uh, you know, the, their traditional version of Islam and aren't willing to compromise with the rest of the Middle East, because it seems like both Israel and Saudi Arabia are determined to do business with the United States, and they're willing to compromise, but... You know, the states wants to pull out of the Middle East, so they, they're basically empowering Israel and Saudi Arabia now to here's, be... Here's something I bet you didn't know about Iran, and this is the reason why I remember the, the year that the war broke out. Because in 1976, the Scouting World Jamboree was supposed to be held in Iran. And my dad and I were actually going to go. Wow. And it got canceled when the war broke out. And all the, uh, you remember how back in those days, the scouting, they always had uh, uh, embroidered crests made up for stuff like that that you could sew on your camp blanket or whatever. And my dad and I had the 76 World Jamboree crests, and those things became worth a fortune. Oh, geez. <laughs> Among collectors, anyway. Nice. Because the jamboree got cancelled. Yeah. But anyway, I find, I find the whole situation out there intriguing because... Because uh, that just goes to show you what kind of country Iran was at the time. That, you know, that Iran was willing to host the jamboree and that the rest of the world was willing to go there. It was a yeah. nice place. Yeah. I just think the whole Middle East uh, as a whole is fucked. And I think if there's one thing Trump is right about, it's that, we, you know not just the states, but even uh, as Canadians, that our countries should stay the fuck out of it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because you know, and, and, it's uh, all religious. Yeah, it's all religious bullshit. Yeah, They've been, it's all based on the differences between a couple of different factions of Muslim. Yeah, and you it know. just goes to show same religion but different tribe. So, yeah. you know, they, they're even tribal out there. They talk about racism and tribalism amongst uh, North Americans and even and, with Israel and Palestine Palestine it's you know it's still religious it's because Israel's are Israeli Jews and Palestinians are not you know they're Palestinian yeah totally different religion and that's all it's about is all the religions and you look at the big 3 religions uh, you know uh, Christianity Judaism and Islam and, uh, you know, I always thought that there should be like a, you know, if there was one thing about this new world order that made sense to me was was this one world religion, yeah. except, except my version in my head was just like, just have common sense, you know, top 10 rules to follow, which is, you know, mutual respect, treat yeah. others you would want to be treated, you know, don't, don't screw around. Don't steal, don't murder, that kind of shit. Yeah. Common sense, common sense stuff, and then leave all the complex fairy tales and doctrine to you know to storytellers and just. Yeah. But instead, uh, you know, we have all this division because of this fucking tribalism. Yeah. But you know, you you look at the way this new world order is coming about; they're doing it in an evil way. Where it's like a worldwide communism, yeah. worldwide 
fascism, dictatorship, a surveillance state, you know, uh, vaccines, microchipping. Uh, you know, few in power and the rest under the heel. So, you know, that's, that's, that's where I, I get off. You know, I get off the bus at yeah. that point because I'm not, I'm not on, on board. I for agree that. with globalism in the sense of Gene Roddenberry's vision of globalism. Because if there are other intelligent life forms out there, we're never going to meet them and start really working with them until we unify this planet. But the way that they're trying to do it, those that are trying to unify the planet, they're doing it the wrong way. Yeah, and they're and the doing it for power, not for true unity. Yeah, power and greed, you know, the usual... You know, you look at our governments, like, that's why I've become, I've, I'm beyond red-pilled when it comes to governments. Now I'm black-pilled because, you know, it doesn't matter what party we vote for. They've all been co-opted and yeah. bought off. You know, it, it's it's uh, it's a corporatist world. And, you know, it's funny that during all these lockdowns, small businesses were forced to shut down, yet, you know, the big companies, you know, the... The Walmarts, Costco's, McDonald's, Amazon, their stocks went through the roof mm-hmm. and they were allowed to flourish while mom and pop stores and restaurants were going under, yeah. told they could be open. And, uh, you know, it's just another one of these, uh, another one of these rich man scams, you know, like, yep. and that's all this virus is. Like you have big pharma, they're going to capitalize on this scam. You've got with the vaccine agenda, you know, you got the media, they're bought off by the corporate elite, so they'll they'll follow the script and they'll do uh, fear porn on the news for ratings. Yeah. You know, tell one that the world's, fall, you know, the sky's falling, the sky's falling, mm-hmm. oh, get everyone in, oh, if it bleeds, it leads, so let's yep. sensationalize, that's why all they do is shit on Trump. And, you know, he ain't no uh, saint, he ain't no hero of mine, but to me, he's about as mediocre as any other world leader, so yeah. why why the extra attention on him? Yeah. I think it's because he's an outsider. He wasn't part of their club. He, yeah. didn't, want, he didn't want to join. And he still isn't. Uh, so, if, if he, if, I already told a few people that uh, that you watch, regardless of who wins that election south of the border, there will be turmoil one way or the other. Oh, yeah. Either way, there's going to be turmoil. Because if he loses, the, the redneck militias are going to freak out. Yep. If he wins, you know, the, the antiques are going to freak out. You know, and, and that's what these globalists want anyways, because yeah. they, they want to have, mar- you know, have martial law, lockdowns, you know, we hear about these FEMA camps. Uh, I tell people about FEMA camps and they mock me. Yeah. And then you then you go online and you can see aerial photos uh, of these FEMA camps. There's like hundreds of them dotting the United States. Yep. So they're, they're preparing for any shitstorm that comes, regardless of who starts it. So, yep. And this is what they want. They want an excuse to... You know, curfews, lockdowns. Mm-hmm. You know, let's kill the kill. Let's let's you know destroy the middle class, 
make everyone compliant. Your only shopping options are Walmart and Costco and Amazon. Yeah. The only place you can eat is fucking McDonald's or handful of other big chain restaurants yeah. that are, you know, if, if, if you want to have leisure activity, it better be Disney. Cause so there ain't now, no all restaurants are Taco Bell. Yeah. Yeah, but this is what you know, I, I keep telling these people that, you know, they will take whatever you give them. And if you are going to continue to be sheep and not put up a fuss, this is what we can They're expect. Keep taking it. Yeah. Speaking of, speaking of which, uh, uh, the censorship angle, you know, uh, Twitter and Facebook, uh, they're great for uh, free speech. Not. Uh, <laughs> they suspended the account of a Chinese virologist who appeared on Fox, uh, on Fox News, Tucker Carlson's show. She claimed China made COVID-19 as a bioweapon and released it intentionally to create the havoc that we've been going through over these last number of months. The the name of the doctor is Dr. Li Mingyan, and she was literally censored just hours after her explosive interview on Tucker Carlson, where she basically claimed, and again, I'm saying this is her claim, not mine, but uh, she claimed on Tucker Carlson that COVID-19 was not from a wet market in Wuhan, but rather a lab, yeah. and that it was bioengineered weapon created purposely to cause <coughs> what has been going on these last number of months. Yeah. So, good old Twitter and Facebook, those bastions of free speech, <laughs> they removed her Facebook account, and anyone retweeting or posting anything to do with this interview with Tucker Carlson was taken down. So I imagine, you know, once the minions at YouTube find out that we're discussing this, I'm yeah. sure we'll be shadow banned, censored, what have you. But I'm at the point I don't give a shit, so just just letting you know. Uh, yeah, and, and of all places to hear about this, because I didn't see the interview, I actually saw the interview highlights on Glenn Beck's The Blaze. So, uh, well, compadre, what do you think of uh, this uh, bit of uh, censorship? Uh, well, obviously, you know what I think about the censorship. Uh, as for whether or not I think it's true, though, uh, I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah, I don't know myself, but sounds plausible. Yeah. Yeah. They... they they're capable of just about anything. The thing that people don't realize is that China's government is crazy. So, yeah, they're they're quite capable of doing something like that. People may yeah. not think the U.S. government would be capable of doing something like that to its own people, but the Chinese government sure as fuck is. Oh, absolutely. You know, and uh, and the reason I know, you know... Personally, and, I think the U.S. government is too, but, you know... <laughs> Well, <laughs> oh, let's be let's be fair. Uh, every country is spying on each other. Yeah. You know, our own allies are spying on us, and we spy on them. I, I remember seeing uh, an episode of Infowars with Alex Jones, 
where he had an intelligence person on saying that there's like this uh, unwritten agreement between the states, Canada, Britain, Australia, and New Zealand, between their spy agencies, intelligence agencies, basically this unwritten agreement, unspoken agreement that that they will spy on each other, basically, but for the purpose of letting each other know, you know, if something's on the up and up, like if there's something or if something is going on in that country, like, mm-hmm. oh, you've been infiltrated by communists, we know because of blah, 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 just yeah. letting you just letting you guys know, or uh, we, we we're aware of a, a terrorism. Basically uh, keeping an eye on each other, having each other's backs. Yeah, <laughs> but doing it by spying on each other, which is kind of ironic. Eh? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't put anything past any nation, really, given those facts. Yeah. Uh, getting back to Canada. <laughs> Do we have uh, to? <laughs> uh, I... I, I you know, we're Canadian in citizenship, but it's getting hard to like this country, I tell you. Yeah. I, I, have a, I have a hard time. It's getting harder and harder when I know that I'm surrounded by so many fucking leftist communist sheep. Did you hear three quarters of Canadians now, according to this CBC poll, so I'll take that for what it's worth, uh, three quarters of Canadians uh, would support a second lockdown if there was uh, an up uptick in cases of COVID, so that's why. So you, you just look around you, and three quarters of the idiots around you, if you believe this CBC poll, would be okay with another lockdown yeah. for the sake, sake of security and safety <clears throat> yep. from this deadly pandemic. Yeah. Anyway, from this deadly that, pandemic that probably hasn't even killed as many people as last year's tuberculosis outbreak. I don't remember during the H1N1 years back them doing this to us. Do you? Yeah. The Ebola uh, scare didn't even do this to us. No, it's fucking. It's SARS purely didn't do this to us. Purely political. Yeah. And uh, speaking people of political, about uh, all those other ones, you know. Yeah, people think that we've never had anything like this before. Yes, we have. SARS, Ebola, H1N1, tuberculosis last year. You know, none of those things shut us down. No, no. But you know, we're uh, we're we're a bunch of scared, cowardly sheep, and you know, we just want to be taken care of by Big Brother. Yeah. Even if it means giving up our rights and freedoms for a little bit of safety. Tell you, sometimes it's tempting to just fucking pack up and move to Siberia. <laughs> you'd you'd actually live out in the wilderness of Siberia, man. Yeah, people leave you alone out there. Nobody wants yeah. to go there. And none of it, none of it looks pretty good right about now, as far as our country, because I don't think too many people want to go there either. <laughs> Baffin Island. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so this article I got from the. St. John's Telegram. Hundreds of newfies rally at uh, the Confederation building in St. John's uh, for demanding federal support for the oil and gas industry. Well, good luck with that because Trudeau's trying to destroy the oil. Yeah, I'm kidding. You know, 
and he's and, not going to support support Alberta. He's sure as hell not going to support Newfoundland. No, and these and these Newfoundlanders, many of whom worked either offshore on the oil rigs in the Atlantic or commuted to Fort Mac in Alberta yeah. to work. They, uh, you know, how quickly they forget it was it was them that. Uh, you know, they only have themselves to blame as they voted in a liberal government in their province. Yeah. And when they were prospering, it's when they had, you know, the, the oil boom took place when the conservative government was in there pushing the oil industry. And now yep. you have a, a liberal government that's anti-oil and gas. And, oh, geez, we're, we're, our jobs don't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. So, Go figure. Yeah, and now here they are with their hands out. Funny what the, a title change it was when uh, you switched from conservative to liberal government. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, Stephen Harper was a drip, and yeah. and in a lot of ways, you know, not uh, not the the most warm, uh, personable fella, but fiscally, he was probably the most responsible prime minister we've had in the last few, at least. And uh, look where we are now. But, yeah, so the Newfies, you know, and I say that, uh, you know, in a warm, fuzzy way. Apparently now Newfoundlanders are divided about being called Newfies, what used to be a, a tender and endearing nickname. Now it's like 50-50, you know, thanks to political correctness, half the Newfies. No, cause, again, because they've got a liberal government. Yeah, so... But yeah, so they're all pissed off because uh, thousands are out of work offshore. Thousands out of work, you know, in the Alberta uh, and, and oil. And another reason why they're arguing over whether or not to call them newfies. They got nothing else to do right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, the uh, sex is off the table. Everyone's already pregnant. They can thank the <laughs> liberal government for their fishing quotas and their fisheries <clears throat> going under. Yep. They get they get the, all these, you know, the the over-regulation of their livelihoods, you know, they, they were already being, uh, you know, being mocked and persecuted for the seal hunts in recent years, yeah. which was a big part of their economy. Then the fishing, you know, everyone saying, oh, you're overfishing, you're overfishing. So they took that away from them. Yeah. At least the oil industry, you know, the offshoot of the oil industry was, you know, uh, construction and trades jobs, because now all these newfies were making big bucks. Yeah. So they were they were buying nice homes. Yeah. Construction was going through. So all the trades were booming. You know, the store hardware stores, the box stores. Yeah. People were buying new vehicles. Now everyone's fucking going broke, going tits up, and here they go crying to the liberal government that they voted in that killed their industry. Yeah. And now they're crying for economic support. Uh, that tiny province of only half a million people is $2 billion in the, in the hole. Hmm. Now you compare that to say in Ontario, that's a drop in the bucket for Ontario, but there's millions of Ontarians. Yeah. 2 billion deficit for a tiny province and an aging province like Newfoundland, yeah. they're fucked. They're fucked without a handout. Yep. So the Hibernia platform, that project stalled. Bay de Nord, West White Rose, Husky Oil, Terra Nova, 
all shut down due to a combination of, you know, Saudi Arabian market flooding and COVID-19 uh, issues. Yeah. So now they're <clears throat> approaching uh, Trudeau for a bailout. And we know that's not going to happen because Trudeau is planning to kill the oil and gas industry. And we're already approaching a trillion dollar debt. So my question to you is, are we fucked? (laughs) If we don't get rid of our liberal governments across the board, not just Trudeau, but even the provincial ones, yes. Yeah. I mean, how do they expect to get bailed out? When Ontario's debt's far worse, and you know, uh, and we we have a conservative government, albeit a fake conservative government. Yeah, it's uh, you know the only way they'd get bailed out is if they were Quebec. Yeah, <laughs> well, Quebec mafia. That's who yeah. got Trudeau, uh, Trudeau elected. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I don't. I have I have a fondness in my heart for Newfoundland, having lived there. For a number of years with my ex-wife and my children, and, and now that I'm, was born there, and and now that uh, I'm now that I'm back in Ontario, I always I always long for the you know for the laid-back, simple life of the island. But uh, given the the stern the, the current state of affairs, you know, going back there just ain't going to be an option because no. a lot. A lot of them are going to be moving away. It's not going to be economically as sustainable or feasible to stick it out. No. It's going to be a it's going to be a retirement bunch of retirement communities. If you won the lottery, you could do it. But otherwise, no. If you're if you're dependent on working for a living, forget about going there. Yeah, it's going to be like I say, you know, retirees, and uh, you know, maybe maybe some maybe some rich uh, mainlanders want to yeah. spend their retirement and get a get a nice foreclosure deal over there and a patch of land or something but yeah well, good retirees luck retirees and skeets yeah retirees <laughs> and skeets. Uh, anyway uh been dwelling on a lot of negative as per usual because there ain't a lot positive going on in the world these days so uh, how about we switch gears and give give the sheeple out there something to feel good about Let's play our weekly game of Would You Rather. Alrighty then. Uh, for first time viewers and listeners, this is our famous weekly game, Would You Rather. I asked Destry, the Canadian Info Warrior, a series of questions with uh, the answers being option A or option B. There's no right or wrong answer. It's all for shits and giggles. It's open for debate. And usually uh, no good answer. There's usually no good <laughs> answer anyway. So that being said, uh, yeah, let's proceed. Are you ready? I am. Destry, question number one. Would you rather A, be covered completely head to toe in fur, or B, be covered head to toe in scales. Oh, fur, definitely. <laughs> I don't know why, it just seems like scales would be more gross. <laughs> it would be good for protection. Yeah. But, yeah, fur, you'd be more cuddly 
cuddly to the females if you were furry. Yeah. You'd be warm. You'd be warm in the winter. Yep. You would, however, overheat in the summer. Yeah, uh, but there but are ways to cool off. True, could jump in a lake or whatever. I mean, we're we're fat guys as it is. We know what it's like to overheat in the summer. Yeah, we're we're <laughs> sweating regardless. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but uh, and I don't know too many women that are into into lizards. Yeah. So I guess I'm going to have to agree with you, buddy. Uh, <laughs> go figure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a. Who'd have thunk it? You and I agreeing on something? Really? Like it's only 99% of the time, but yeah. hey. So the question, would you rather be covered in fur or B, be covered in scales? Destry and I both agree we would rather be covered in fur. Question number two. Destry. Would you rather have a real get-out-of-jail card that can be used at any time, or B, have a key that is capable of opening any door? Hmm. Like the ultimate skeleton key or a get-out-of-jail card? Hmm. Hmm. I think I'd probably go for the ultimate skeleton key. Interesting. Do explain. Well, I don't think I'd have much need of get out of jail card. (laughs) (laughs) No? You don't think you'd get into any trouble? Well, you can't have both, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the key that opens. You have to be really careful using that key, that's all. Yeah, yeah, like you know, a key, key that opens certain trucks or warehouses and gives you access to... Yeah. yeah. But then, you know, that get-out-of-jail card would come in handy because... But I do see your logic. Get-out-of-jail card would come in handy once you've used the key and gotten caught. Ah. But until then, I wouldn't have a need for a get-out-of-jail card, so... I do like the idea of being able to get into any place I want. Yeah. That is a... Even if all you ever use it for is getting in and out of your house in your own vehicle and, uh, you know, it's the only key you need to get into your camp or your mother's house if you got to go and check on the dogs or what, you know, like anything. Even if all you're using it for is legitimate reasons, there are many legitimate reasons to have one key that covers everything. True, true. Even if you're not thinking along a criminal sense, you know. Yeah. See, I'm such a shit magnet, and and with my violent tendencies, a get out of jail free card it would just come in so handy because yeah. there's so many. You know, with my temperament and the amount of confrontations I've had in my lifetime, and the amount of confrontations I'm likely to have in the future, like you know, just knowing I'd have a get out of jail free card yeah. like that would give the me freedom what, to express yourself yeah the freedom to truly express myself so when some idiot uh confronts me insults me or even makes the mistake of picking a fight with me i could literally club that person to death knowing <laughs> that i've got a free uh get out of jail card yeah but, 
that being said, you know, I got to try and be, uh, you know, a better human being. And uh, yeah, personally, I would love having one key for everything I own. You know, my house, my garage, my truck, that, that would be handy just having one key for all of it. You know what? You make a strong case. Yeah. And but I am with you. Once again, <laughs> you are we are two peas in a pod here. Would you rather have a real get out of jail card or have a key that opens any door? We both say B. Have a key that opens any door. Yeah. All right. We are in agreement once again. <laughs> Question It was a little touch and go for a while on that one, but Came out in agreement. Yeah, that 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 evil, violent side of mine. <laughs> I was starting starting to think of what I could get away with, but that's okay. Uh, question number three: Would you rather a have every traffic light you approach always be green, or b never have to wait? in a line ever again. Hmm. So, like... I think I'll, I'd have to go with the green lights because I think that would benefit me more, particularly in my job. Because I don't wait in lines very much anyway. In, in, in fact, in most places, if I see there's a lineup, I just drive on by. <laughs> it's like, fuck it, I'm not doing it. <laughs> not to mention you do a lot of transactions on your phone and, and whether it's banking groceries you know, or, yeah so yeah. so for you it's definitely more handy you know it would well, be the more handy time i wind up waiting in a line is if i'm going to tim hortons on my way to work mm. you know so yeah and because i drive for a living spending 12 hours a day behind the wheel having green lights everywhere would be much handier. Interesting. Me not having much patience. Uh, <laughs> and not driving. Yeah, yeah. So for, for I you, would, the other would be handier, so we'll be in disagreement on that one. Yeah, I think for me, never having to wait in line or stand in line again. Yeah. Because I am so not a people person, and I am so not patient. So... That would suit me. So this is one of those rare occasions where you and I uh, will differ, but I do see your point. So well, the only reason we differ is because we're in two different situations. Yeah, because I mean, my, if I my life situation is different than yours, so obviously, yeah, know, I mean, one's going to be better for you than it is for me. Yeah, like me. I, I'm taking, uh, more often than not, I'm either on foot patrol or taking the bus. Uh, I, I got, uh, you know, after two divorces, I'm lucky, lucky that I'm able to have a roof over my head. But uh, but a, a big part of my life is standing in line constantly, yeah. whether it's the gross, grocery store, the bank, what have you, yeah. and, uh, and the way... And the way people are nowadays, I could just do without. So, yeah, we'll differ on this one, but I totally see the logic in, in your response. So that's three down, one to go. Question or last question. You might find this one somewhat interesting. 
Would you rather A, have a sailboat for a home or B, have an RV for a home? It would depend on the size for each of them, I think. If we're okay, talking let's a see. nice big yacht, I think I would probably go with that. So let's say that uh, the RV is, you know, makes makes what rock stars uh, live in look like shit. Let's say it's like a multi-million dollar fucking world yeah, class. Big and the sailboat... And the sailboat's like a real elite fucking top of the line for both. Yeah. I think I would probably go with the boat. You know what, I've buddy? I always like the idea of living on the water. There's a lot of freedom in that. Yeah. Yeah, you, you pay your, uh, your marina fees here for the summer, and then you move on and pay marina fees somewhere else in the winter. and. <laughs> And when the zombie apocalypse comes, yeah, it's yeah, a, it's a right. good sail off into the sunset. Yeah, good good luck, fucking mainlanders. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're on your own, fuckers. And then you can listen to yacht rock all the time, <laughs> <laughs> like Kenny Loggins. <laughs> <laughs> or what, what was that? What was that song and by uh, Higgins? Sail away to Key Largo. <laughs> Who's who was the guy that sang that that old '70s song, "Sailing"? Yeah, that's the one I was just thinking of, Christopher Cross. Christopher Cross, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a picture of that song playing in the background. You're I like think in a, that's who it was. You're in a, you're in like a leopard print thong on your fucking yacht. Yeah, <laughs> you, got your, you got your fucking samurai sword. You're living like fucking Tarzan out on the water, <laughs> not a care in the world. You're yeah. like Kevin Costner in Waterworld. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck them. Fuck them uh, all. A lot better than Kevin Costner in Waterworld. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking nice. his own piss as after it was filtered. and. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'll, I'll pass on that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, if we're talking a nice, big, fully staffed yacht, oh yeah, I'm in there. <laughs> You're in like Flynn, eh? Yeah. Nice. I watch some of those videos sometimes on YouTube, these guys that do tours of uh, mega yachts and that, eh? Some of those are pretty nice, man. Yeah, like there's YouTube channels like, uh, you know, any of the, any of those alternative, uh, living, uh, like there's a channel called Exploring Alternatives. Yeah. And, and that whole channel is like either people that live in fucking boats or cabins yeah. or or in There's one called uh, Aquaholic, and basically what he does is he goes to these uh, boat shows, yacht shows, where yeah. you know it, it might be in Spain, it might be in Portugal, it might be wherever, and he flies around. And he goes to these things, and he go he'll take you on a virtual tour of like a, a you know a eighty foot, three million dollar mega yacht, you know. And uh, it's pretty cool. The only thing I don't like, I don't watch his videos very much anymore because his camera is handheld. And so you get that kind of wavy effect and it makes me nauseous watching it now. 
Yeah. So I don't watch many of his videos anymore, but they're really well done. I like the way he does it. And I like how, you know, some guys, what they'll do is they'll just, they'll do a tour of the boat and they don't say a word. And sometimes they'll put music in the background instead or whatever, but all they're doing is just showing it visually. Whereas this guy, Aquaholic, he actually talks through the whole thing and he points everything out to you. He tells you what everything is and, you know. So I like that. I don't yeah, like what? the guys that don't say nothing. Yeah, but any any of these alternative uh, lifestyle, to alternative living arrangement uh, things, like I, like on Instagram, for instance, I, I find that a lot of the things I follow on Instagram are like, you know, either uh, tiny homes, log cabins, you know, living in fucking Montana, yeah. Wyoming. Survival Live. Russia. I know, know you, yeah. I know you watch Survival Russia and uh, myself, Reliance, Sean James. I know you watch yeah. that one too. Yeah, yeah, because I there's a there's definitely a peace and tranquility and just a freedom that these people have, not being tied down to the grid, yeah. not being tied down to the system. You know, and like whether it's uh, you know someone having a log cabin in the mountains of Colorado or Idaho or someone on a freaking houseboat or someone even these uh, you ever see these people that have they made homes out of containers shipping yeah, containers I've seen that yeah that's fucking amazing some of the yeah, homes some that, of them are just incredible you know and and uh, you know so that's a, that's where I've I think there's one channel I think it's called uh, our self-contained life or something like that and yeah hus yep. husband and wife building their home out of a couple of shipping containers yeah and then even like you know just bush life stuff like there's this guy uh i believe his channel's called uh, uh the wild north i could be mistaken i've it's on my youtube subscriptions yeah. and he's, he's uh he lives in northwest territories he has a log cabin in the bush up there. His name's Andrew Stanley, a native fella, but he's funny as fuck, and his whole life revolves around, you know, the self-sustaining, substance uh, uh, lifestyle. Like, he hunts and traps. Yeah. Uh, you know, he sells furs that he that he catches. Right. He catches, catches his own fish, hunts for his own meat. There's very little that, uh, you know, once in a while he picks up some odd job just to make a few extra bucks to buy odds and ends. Yeah. You know, he has to fix his skidoo or Well, that's the buy. beauty of trapping, eh? Because you sell your furs and you've got a little bit of money there that you can use for the things that you can't grow or hunt. Yeah, and this guy, he's like just just a lethal weapon up in the bush there. Like, yeah. it's unreal. Like, and and it's hilarious. One that you and I both watch too is Bjorn Andreas Bolhansen. Yeah, he's the Norwegian. One I like. Yeah, that Norwegian dude. Yeah, it's funny. He, I guess uh, his background. He was uh, in the business world, and yeah. and he, uh, you know he decided to get get back to nature and uh, and learn survival skills and uh, and well, he's so doing he's, well for himself with his book writing. Yeah. And and because he knows the how things work in the big city, you know. So he, his channel, the way it goes, you know, he'll go on some nature hike and 
build a shelter, build a fire, yeah. make himself a cup of tea. Yeah. And then he has these fireside chats talking about... I love about, that one place that he goes to often where it's got that huge rock overhang. Oh, I yeah. would love to find a place like that around here. I would definitely shoot videos there if I could. Yeah, and, and it's, 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 it's terrific, his channel, because, you know, he gets philosophical about... And you now know, he's the, got his own piece of property there where he's got a Viking camp set up. Yeah, and his survival skills, like he, you know, like he talks about, uh, it's so funny because he, he's walked, basically he's a guy who's walked on both sides of the, you know, he's been on both sides of the fence. He's been yeah. a big, a big city business guy. Yeah. And at the same time, he has these survival skills and prefers being out in the bush. Yeah. So he can speak on both and he, his perspectives on you know, what to expect you know, in the world politically and yeah. and how how people are and, and then how important it is to be able to, you know, get back to nature and, and be uh, self-sufficient because mm-hmm. you just never know when the shit's going to hit the fan and you want to be able to, you know, look, at, look out for number one in a survival situation. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah, those are some good ones for people to check out if they're along the same lines as us. Uh, a few, a few shout outs, uh, uh, my, my younger brother, Jason has become a fan of our podcast. So oh, cool. A shout out to Jason Ross. Hey, uh, my younger brother, uh, thanks for watching and, uh, brother hope you the same mother, <laughs> my brother, yeah, my, my brother from the same mother. I uh, hope you're enjoying the show. Also a shout out. <laughs> To, uh, another Shuchuk. one of our, yeah, another one of our loyal followers, Todd Shuchuk. Yeah, uh, I was just speaking to him today. Told him I'd give him a shout out, <laughs> and uh, he called me a fag and told told me oh, to you're suck getting his a double shout out, fag. Yeah, <laughs> a double shout out. so yeah, we called each other fag and uh, you know told each other to suck our dicks and. Uh, and then I said, yeah, I'll give you a shout-out. What the hell? So, <laughs> shout-out to Todd Shuchuk. Uh, he's probably you got any laughing shout-out? his ass off right now as he's watching this. <laughs> you know, or, or laughing at us, one of the two. But yeah. either way, as long, as long as he's watching. Uh, you got any shout-outs? No, I think that's about it for this week. I didn't have anything in mind anyway. Yeah, oh, well, uh you know, as as part of our tradition, I'd like to give a give a shout out to uh, you know the fine people of uh, uh, of the nation of Israel. We love we love our uh, our Jewish brothers and sisters uh, of the human race. Uh, we love the country of Israel, and we support its right to be an autonomous and a strong, proud nation. And uh, you know, we we support your uh, efforts to uh, render peace amongst all other nations of the world, and we have much respect for your for your knowledge and uh, you know abilities and talents. And uh, oh, you're really laying it on thick this week. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and also a shout out to uh, our overlords at uh, YouTube. Yeah. In particular, uh, CEO Susan Wojcicki, 
I've offered many times to eat your ass if that if that would please you and give us uh, you know a fair shake on this platform. But obviously, you know, I, I wasn't aware that you were a, a raging lesbian and carpet muncher. So I have no problem with that. I just thought it would be nice to offer you oral pleasure in your anus in return for giving our channel the best possible footing on your platform. But obviously, you'd rather shadow ban us, censor us, demonetize well, never monetize us. Yeah. And uh, and for that, all I can say is uh, I hope you die a horrible, horrible death of natural causes, of course. And uh, and here's to you. And have a nice day. And that's it for my shout-outs. All righty. <laughs> then I guess that's about it for the show this week. So, oh. uh Oh, one more thing for Susan. This is this is what I think of the job you've done running your platform. <laughs> Bravo, Susan. Bravo. Yeah. You are so wonderful. <laughs> God bless you, Susan, and the job you're doing running this platform into the ground. Yeah. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. And much, much love and respect. Much love and respect to okay, the nation. You're, you're playing with your emoticons a little too much there, dude. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm just giving giving love to the nation of Israel. Once again, I just want you to know I am not an anti-Semitic person. And I love I love the nation of Israel. And uh, this is my, my sign of affection to the great nation of Israel. Thank you. All righty. And oh, one more shout out. Free Kekistan. Free Kekistan. Free Kekistan. There, I'm done. I don't think I'm going to have him as a guest next week, folks. <laughs> all right. On that note, I guess we're out of here. So we'll talk at y'all or we'll, yeah, we'll talk at you all next week. Bye for now, sheep. Something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. 
Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.